Good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 3-5-2017. Hi, Alex. How are you this evening? Good. How are you doing? I'm really good. So what's new and exciting this week, Alex? Um, well, uh, actually, kind of looking back on the, the previous week, a lot of things happened. Um, I guess we should probably get it out of the way. Okay. Um, the big CASA announcement on <clears throat> Thursday. Mm -hmm. um, we have added a new board member, Jennifer Berger Coleman from California. Um, awesome. We finally, we finally have someone on our board from California, which is <laughs> which is great. That is. Um, and uh, and Jennifer is uh, a wonderful person. She's been uh, active uh, in her own efforts and with CASA for, I guess, the past couple of years. Right. Um, she uh, is, uh, yeah, she's sort of her own force, which is great and um, just brings a lot of talent and energy to our board. Yeah. And so we're um, very, very happy to, to have her That's on awesome. board. Um, yeah. and, and of course she brings uh, a, you know, a background in, in, in advocacy and in other issues, um, mm -hmm. civil rights and, uh, and, and women's issues. Um, and, uh, you know, reaches a, a very important, uh, demographic group, mm -hmm. um, uh, the LGBT community, um, right. that, uh, you know, we've noted, I think in the past and, and other experts have noted, uh, has a disproportionately higher smoking rate. Mm -hmm. than the rest of the general population right. and um there is there is a a budding movement um in the lgbt community to um to look to harm reduction as a as a solution sure. um so uh that's great and, yeah. and we're, we're we're excited for for the new projects that that hopefully will come from this awesome. um so very happy to have jennifer on board yeah. um and then uh we also uh, announced uh, Doug Carter as our. Um, now I have to look this up because it's it's not like you know. Just, it just, doesn't roll right off the tongue. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, <clears throat> sort of our what is it? It's sort of um, informations information systems administrator. Nice. Yeah. Um, Doug, is, Doug has been kind of helping us out, managing some of the behind the scenes technical stuff that we deal with day to day, keeping things secure. Mm -hmm. And uh, so um, Doug has, has been helping, but now he has an official title um, that's hard to say. So, <laughs> um, and of course, the uh, I have my own announcement, which is that I am now officially uh, the CEO of CASA. Um, the simple way to say that is executive director, yes. um, but, uh, the official title is CEO. Um, yeah. and it, if you don't know who I am, then, um, like this may be the first time that you're listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I've been Kassaz legislative coordinator for the past year. Prior to that, I was, uh, uh on the board of directors and serving as mm -hmm. Kassaz legislative director. Yeah. Um, and prior to that, I did other stuff for free after work. Um, but uh, I am officially CASA's first salaried CEO. Um, and uh, so Yay. that's, 
yay. <laughs> yay. Um, and looking forward to the next year and, and taking Kassad and uh, I'd say new directions, but it's sort of, this has been, a, I think we've been on a trajectory to expand our efforts and, oh, yeah. um, and, and do what we need to do to become more effective, become more engaging. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's an exciting time for us. We're, we're developing, is. developing connections and relationships with people that, um, that truly, I think, benefit our mission. I think um, so, yeah. And, and so it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to to uh, getting out there and and working and getting to work. I, it's it's well, <clears throat> we should dispense with the, the the pretense here that we're doing this on Friday evening. This it's actually <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Sunday. Yeah. Um. So I, I am looking forward to enjoying what what's left of my weekend, um, <laughs> which is does involve a bit of Casal work, right. uh, getting prepared for Monday. Uh, mm -hmm. But, um, but yes, yeah. yeah. And of course, of course, my my first official, my first day on the job, quote right. unquote, um, <laughs> was it, it, a lot like you know the Tuesday preceding that, um, or or any other middle of the week in in March. Um, mm -hmm. It is it is March, um, yes. and. This means that all the bills that were introduced in February, uh, lots of them are heading to committee hearings yep. and uh, state legislatures sort of have a lot of them have deadlines for deadlines for introduction, deadlines for being assigned to a committee, deadlines for being heard in a committee and yep. so on. And so uh, this is that time of year where there's that kind of rapid pace of things moving forward. So right. <clears throat> I spent my day on Thursday uh, releasing a, a bunch of calls to action um but i should probably start um with uh testifying in new jersey on uh -huh. monday i believe okay the, yeah mon monday the 27th um new jersey had a couple of bills we had the flavor ban bill that's a 3704 and there was a uh i call it a coupon bill um that is a 4620 um i went back and i listened to um i particularly wanted to pay attention to my testimony um mm -hmm. but uh so it, it it's kind of funny if you if you can find this I, I need to put the link up there up on our in our post for the update mm -hmm. but uh so it, it was clear that there were many people there to mm -hmm. um, to to oppose this bill. Okay. Um, we we took up probably a good third, almost half of the the, the seats for the public in the in the committee oh. in the hearing room. Um, and there were there were several other bills that were on the schedule for that day. So there there were other groups that were there, right. but uh, you know, visually sitting in the seat of someone. On the committee, um, you could you could see uh, once everybody got up and left after the vapor bills um, that you know there there was a decent turnout. And I, I know that some people probably thought you know there wasn't a rally that was planned, um, right. and we we didn't you know pack the halls or crowd the committee room. That really wasn't the intent. Mm -hmm. um, the, the the hope was to get you know a handful of people to give some meaningful testimony 
and, and kind of move on. Um, and there were, I, you know, we had a lot of emails that were sent through our system um, and, and there was some, some good testimony given. Um, and one of the reasons for this is that when, you know, when you have the, the chairman of a committee who uh, is also a sponsor of the bill that you're opposing, right. um, they will tend to be a bit hostile. Uh -huh. um, and immediately Herb Conway um, decided that since there was, there were so many people signed up to speak and so many people opposing this that, and of course they had other issues that needed, they needed to get to with lots of people signing up to speak and so on. Right. Um, he decided it would be prudent to limit testimony to two minutes. Right. Um, I, I don't know how many words everybody's tried to cram into two minutes, but you can't. <laughs> It's not, there's not a lot. You can, right. you can barely tell your story. So everybody that got up and spoke went over time. And I mm -hmm. appreciate the fact that, that um, Representative Conway let people um, go a little bit over. Right. Uh, and, and I, and of course, <laughs> he said, well, since there's two bills, why don't we just lump them together? So, <laughs> um, so testifying in opposition to two bills in two minutes um, is really not enough time. I ended up taking five minutes mm -hmm. uh, and I got about a paragraph of my written testimony in on the coupon bill. Wow. Um, so uh, it, it was a bit ridiculous. And <laughs> I, I promised to follow up with an email with my written testimony, which I need to do tomorrow. Probably okay. should have done it the day after, but um, other things are happening, obviously. Sure. So um, it was interesting. It got voted out of committee. Um, it, was, it was not really a close vote. Um, but it was a bit down the middle, um, right. and uh, yeah, the the flavor ban got expanded. There was a, a substitution that came up, and it uh, I, I still haven't seen it, but it, it apparently prohibits the use of all characterizing flavors. Not oh, good lord. We're, we're, and in terms of vaping, that means that also means tobacco and menthol. Uh, the previous the previous bill was you know it explicitly said tobacco menthol and clove were allowed right. um, but apparently this new version would also prohibit those flavors um, so completely unflavored nicotine yum basically <sighs> nice brought that point up apparently um her uh interpreted i was saying that even nicotine was banned um right. so but of course that we were so short on time i didn't get the opportunity to correct his um mistake um nor nor was there time for me to answer any questions um okay. it was just we really just had to get to other things mm -hmm. so um but the uh, the coupon bill is something that's uh it's very important and, and people should pay attention to oh, yeah. <clears throat> um you know this is a this is something that a lot of states, I think, will be looking at. There are other kind of discount rebate prohibition type bills um, sure. that, are, that are happening in other states. Some of them are limited to to cigarettes and other tobacco products at the time for the time being. Um, right. But no reason to believe that won't be extended to vapor products in the near future. Um, and of course, you know, the, the FDA doesn't prohibit sales. Lots of states don't prohibit sales. 
Mm -hmm. um, they'll have kind of the state minimum, um, right? It, it, it really depends on where you live. There's a bit of a patchwork in terms of discount type regulation right now. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we'll be we'll be keeping our our eyes on that type of stuff. Okay. Uh, and those bills move on to uh, the next committee. And I, I suspect that since the flavor ban bill was expanded and made even more ridiculous, um, that there, there's a chance that it won't go much further. Right. Um, we know that the, the Senate bill, there's not a lot of support for that either. So um, that's good news. Take it with a grain of salt, not a slam dunk, whatever you need to, you know, it's, we didn't win anything yet, but just kind of putting that information out there. Uh, so that was Monday. <laughs> um, I guess looking forward to next week, we've got a couple things on our plate. Uh, immediately tomorrow, um, Howard County, Indiana is looking to expand their um, as I, if I get this, I think I might be getting this, this correct. They, they have an indoor smoking ordinance right now, but there is an exemption for, um, I believe there, there was an exemption for hookah lounges and bars. Um, there may also be an exemption for restaurants. Okay. Um, I'm not, don't quote me on that, but okay. there, there's an exemption in there that, that, that the county and Kokomo City wants to do away with. They want to expand it to everything, make it a comprehensive smoking ban, and include vaping. Um, so yes. that that meeting is it's uh, I, it's it's listed as a first reading. I'm not entirely certain on whether or not that means public hearing. Right. Uh, this is part of the process. Bills often just need to be read. Um, but in city and county council type things, there are opportunities for public comment. Um, mm -hmm. They don't always limit that to things that are on the agenda. You right. can, I, I think in some city councils and county councils, you can get up and talk about how much you like elephants if you want. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's a thing that happens. Um, right. And uh, so it, it, it's, there's still an opportunity, I think, for people to get up and express their opinion about this ordinance. Um, there is, so that's, that's tomorrow, Monday, okay. March 6th at okay. 4 p.m. Okay. Um, we have an alert up about that on our website. So if okay. you're in Indiana, check, check the calls to action and you'll see that local alert. Uh, also an opportunity there to send a message to the full Kokomo City Council and the three county commissioners. Um, we have that loaded up and, and be sure to edit that and include your personal story about vapor products. Right. Also, there is a meetup planned tonight. Um, there is a Facebook page dedicated to that. Um, that's from five to seven. Uh, I'm clicking here for details. Um, that meetup is planned at Kokomo Pure Vapors okay. on Markland Avenue in Kokomo, Indiana. But okay. go to our call to action, check out the announcement, mm -hmm. um, and you can get involved there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's Indiana. Um, also in Indiana this <laughs> week, um, SB1, which kind of reworks the Indiana 
vaping manufacturing laws that were absolutely horrible um, passed almost unanimously out of the Senate. Um, the vote was 49 to one in favor. Um, yeah. So, uh, that, that now goes to the house and, um, and, and we'll see, uh, if that continues on unamended. Um, there were some interesting concerns that were raised about the bill. Um, and, and I think it's, it's an important, it's an important point. Um, one of the concerns that was raised was, um, you know, this, this bill sort of defers to the federal regulations as it should. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, one, the, I think this maybe have been the, the one vote against it. I'm not sure. Um, but you know, there was discussion about what happens if the federal law, um, is delayed or changed. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there was some interesting back and forth in the committee hearing about that. Right, um, right. and I think these are questions that people should be, um, prepared to answer. Mm -hmm. And one of these, you know, the, the, the answer to this is, um, you know, the, the federal regulations, a lot of federal regulations have already taken effect. Mm -hmm. the, the main thing that we are hoping to get sort of a stay of execution on right. is um, the enforcement of the PMTAs. Okay. Uh, that's, that's the thing that's going to wipe out the entire industry. Sure. Um, but things like child resistant packaging, you know, enforcing the, the minimum legal purchase age of 18 um, and, and some, some basic quality standards of, of the product all of those are in effect and enforceable right now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so the, those things, those are the basic common sense kind of regulations that I think the industry supports and has quite honestly been doing on their own. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the, those are things that are not going to change. Um, at, at least uh, if, if, if things are done properly, which we right. hope that they are. So um, anyway, interesting back and forth there and um, way to go, Indiana. I believe the Indiana Smoke Free Association has been working closely with a lot of other people and, and been doing a good job of, of keeping CASA informed uh, in the loop. So um, congratulations. And, you know, we'll obviously do what we what we can, what we need to do in order to support this as the bill goes through the house. Right. <sighs> so that's, and that's great news. That's, that's, that's really good. I'm glad it to is. be able to re report good news. Sure. Um, some other good news was uh, in Idaho at, on Friday, there was a committee hearing at like eight 30 in the morning. Right. Um, and I, I heard about this late. I actually, it was kind of funny. Hold on. I'm taking a sip of coffee here. Okay. No problem. It was, you're allowed to drink <laughs> it, it was kind of funny I, you know i've been following this tobacco 21 legislation on, all across the country and i, oh, I yeah. actually haven't i haven't taken a, a, a count but when i you know after i guess the first couple of weeks in, in february there was something like 13 states had 17 different tobacco 21 bills right um and there have been more added and, and so mm -hmm. uh we have been tracking the T21 bill in, in Idaho, and I hadn't really heard anything Welcome. about it. And then, uh, and 
the uh, so I got we got a message on Facebook and so I said, hey, there's Tobacco Twenty One Bill. You know, just, <laughs> if you guys are going to do anything about it, and I thought, you know, there's Tobacco Twenty One all over the place. My response was basically, you know, we're tracking this all over the country, and you know, when right. when we get notification that this is going to be a thing, right. you know, we'll, we'll see what we need to do about it. And, mm -hmm. And I was I wasn't trying to be dismissive or anything like that. I kind of felt like I was, but I, I really, really genuinely was not trying to be dismissive. Yeah. And then of course, you know, within like an hour, I got another message from someone else saying, like, uh, and actually our tracking picked it up that right. there was it was gonna be a, in a committee hearing on right. Friday morning. So um, we jumped on that and put out a really quick engagement. And mm -hmm. you know, Idaho hasn't really had to face a whole lot of threats. Right. Um, but Idaho responded and there was, there was well over a hundred emails went to each member of wow. the committee that this That's went into. Good. And, um, I went back and listened to the committee hearing, um, because I, I really wanted to, you know, this is, this is kind of a complex issue. Mm -hmm. Um, there, there are lots of things involved here. Um, sure. you know, we were talking, you were talking before. We actually came on and did this, you know, sort of yeah. the, the moral crusade of the drug war. Yes. Um, you know, those those arguments factor into this a lot. Um, and but there is also some science that, um, you know, in, it purports to. Um, uh, how do I say this? Uh, it's the 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 uh, non-developed brain. Right. That... Yeah. yeah the, the, the science is sort of out there suggesting that use of nicotine um, negatively impacts the developing brain. Right. And um, there is a, a loss of impulse control, um, which I think can be easily feed into fears of gateway. So, you know, if a young person becomes addicted to nicotine and smoking, um, later on in life, or even later on in their in their teenage years, they are less likely to exercise some self control when faced with hard choices of do I do this pill that my friend found on the sidewalk or don't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, which I mean, it's it's funny. It is the way that I said that, and I shouldn't reduce i shouldn't make too much light of it because it does happen i mean sure you know i've, I've been there um, people do strange <laughs> things but people yeah. do people do strange things because of free will i mean uh, I, I did a lot of stupid things in my 20s and you know and they were situations not not that dissimilar to that um but i i can't honestly say how much of you know me starting smoking heavily at 16 played in that um i'm sure science would, would you know disagree <laughs> maybe enlighten me to that I, i'm not sure but um right. so anyway you know that there is some uh potentially credible science out there that, that does speak to this issue of the developing brain and that's fine um but ultimately at the end of the day you know I, I provided an update on our on our website about this, and, and okay. it, it seemed a lot of the opposition to this bill surrounded, mm -hmm. you know, arguments of personal liberty, right. um, and 
and and I have been of the opinion that those arguments are getting kind of tired, but mm-hmm. um, they're really not. And it really, I think it depends a lot on, on the state that you're in. Right. Um, Idaho, you know, has a lot of, um, you know, not unlike a lot of other states that, you know, they are a, a state that, that really loves liberty. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, and so that, that argument played, I think, very heavily with, with several of the committee members. Um, and uh, others were concerned about uh, criminalizing possession for, 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 for people that are between the ages of 18 and 21 right. um, and, and basically creating a whole new class of, of criminals, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, depending on the color of your skin, <sighs> yeah. even if we're talking about a fine that's, you know, $50, yeah. um, that's something that, that can that can really haunt you and, and go on to create problems oh, yeah. um, later in life or in the immediate sure. span of time. So um, yeah, that's that's another concerning provision here. Of course, while they were talking about this, they were talking about increasing the fine for breaking the law to like $200. Because um, I think right now that what was in the bill was something like 1750, it was a weird number. Right. Um, but ultimately, you know, those arguments won out and mm-hmm. what a, a couple of the committee members expressed was a need, you know, rather than in increasing prohibition, um, right. we should be talking about enforcing the existing laws. Which um, only makes sense. Why write more when you've got them clearly on the books? It, it, it does. And, and you know, I, I think that there is there are some studies out there that um, that uh, support the idea that enforcing existing minimum legal purchase age uh, restrictions, um, at least you know in terms of smoking, uh, does have an effect on first of all preventing minors from getting a hold of these products, mm-hmm. um, and, and also you know reducing smoking among the youth population. Right. Of course, <laughs> mm-hmm. in there's a give and take to all of this because there's also a study out there that shows that enforcing the minimum legal purchase age for vapor products leads to young people picking up cigarettes, cigarettes. more easily. Yeah. Um, so, and, and it's, you know, one of the things that really should be noted is that you can buy cigarettes just about anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. I can, I can, I can swing a cat and hit a store that sells <laughs> cigarettes around my house. I, I mean, I live in a densely populated urban environment, but right. you know, still it's cigarettes are the most widely sold tobacco product out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it, it's very easy to get well, a hold of them. Not hard to find them. <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. And, you know, the, the independent vape shop retailers, you know, the standalone brick and mortar people, I think are very, very sensitive to this issue and, and have been enforcing no sales to minors long before the laws. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're absolutely less likely to catch, um, you know, a vape shop retailer selling to a minor just because oh, yeah. they're, 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 we all realize that this industry is on thin ice and, and nobody wants to sink that ship for everybody else. Oh, yeah. Sorry for sorry for the mixed metaphors. Um, no, I get but, it. Uh, so um but yeah the good news was that um uh the committee passed a motion to hold the bill in committee um they they passed that by a seven to two vote um i'm not 
uh, we, we don't have a lot of experience with the Idaho legislature, so I don't know if that means that uh, we can expect that to be amended. Uh, hopefully, if they are going to make any amendments to it, we are talking about uh, strengthening and, and, and uh, you know, making enforcement a priority of existing minimum legal purchase age laws. Right. Um, and that would be the, the kind of rational way to go with that. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so that's that, that's that. The other thing, so I got, we got two things in the pipeline for next week. Okay. Um, uh, the one thing is I got notice, I think this was on Friday. Um, is it, uh, no, I sent this out on Thursday. Okay. Yeah, this was my, my first day with my new title. Um, nice. Of, of course, sent this and other thing, uh, alerts out to everybody. Um, New Mexico. Um, <clears throat> there are two bills. There is a tax bill and an indoor vaping ban. Uh, the, ta the tax bill is SB 231. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I'm confusing myself. I think this is the one that has a, no, that's Oregon. I, okay, I'm getting it confused. This is, I believe is a 75 or 76% wholesale tax. Right. Um, and then SB 318 is the indoor vaping ban amends the existing indoor smoke-free air law to include vaping. Okay. Um, so, I sent this out as a phone call, a, 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 a plea for people to actually make phone calls. Right. Um, and uh, it has come to our attention that mm -hmm. um, these proposals are gaining steam uh, right. and, and that uh, this has become a priority um, for, um, or, oh, now I'm getting confused with Texas. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of these. I mean, and that, that was that was the thing that I remember us talking most about. Yes, we want to stop the federal regulation, but because the states are patchwork, that this was going to be a real danger, that there were just going to be so many of them that it was going to be really hard to fend off, and they did. You're right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, they're, they're, you know, one of the things that I, I hope that we're able to uh, achieve this year and, and I think a lot of other a, a lot of other people a lot of other associations um, hopefully have a similar goal but um, you know a lot of this has to do with educating lawmakers yeah. and um, you know we are the, the the cheapest way to fight this stuff is is by you know killing bills right. um, the, the next level um, which which will cost people time and, and likely money mm -hmm. um, is actually organizing you know trips to the capitol and, and going around and meeting with lawmakers right um, that's it's a lobby day is what it is um, now you know we're not in a position to organize that in 50 states right. but um, I, I'm not I'm not crossing that off my list as, you know, that that's a goal that we have. It's a goal that I think we should have. Um, right. It is, is either providing support for those um, or, or, or helping organize them, um, yeah. which is, is very difficult and, and not, it's not my wheelhouse. Um, right. That's typically something you pay a lobbying firm to do, mm -hmm. uh, which is why the, the various industry associations, the trade associations 
um, have been doing this because that is, you know, that's what they, that's what they need to do. Um, it's, it's why you see Safada in DC once a year. That's why you see BTA in DC once a year. Right. Um, that's why you see the state group, groups at the Capitol. So um, mm -hmm. uh, something like that for the rest of the stakeholders um, right. is, is a goal that, that, that we have. So um, anyway, uh, I don't believe that these bills have been uh, scheduled in any committee hearing. So this is sort of in line with that you know, preemptive, um, let's, let's get in and educate lawmakers about why they should oppose these bills. Um, and so that's why at this time we're urging people in New Mexico to make phone calls, uh, get through very politely, you know, tell your story, tell them to oppose these bills. Um, and there's a couple of points. So if you, if you're in New Mexico and you think you're a CASA member, double check your email because I sent you an email and there's, right. there's four, very simple talking points that uh, that, that you should uh, pay attention to, um, uh, and we didn't post up a formal call to action on this yet. I think we're just targeting. You know, we want people to make phone calls, and it's easier to do that through our system. You don't have to go look it up. I just I actually sent you the name of your senator and their phone number, so right. it's very, very 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 easy. Yes. <sighs> So that is New Mexico. The last thing, I'm pretty sure the last thing, at least for the next couple of hours, um, <laughs> uh, in Illinois, um, there is a Tobacco 21 bill. Right. And um, I'm going to be putting this up tomorrow. Okay. Um, this is for uh, House Bill 3208. Um, it's tobacco 21 raises the minimum legal purchase age. Um, one of the Illinois is one of those legislatures that has a, uh, a system on their website to fill out a witness slip. Um, and, and at this time we're, we're limiting it to just filling out a witness slip and saying that you are opposed to this, uh, this bill. And it, it, it really is that simple um you, you have to fill in your information and you're you're confirming that you are who you say you are and i believe that uh uh anybody honestly can can fill this out um yes. but uh this really is uh right now the effort is geared towards people in illinois um uh but uh yeah just fill out the witness slip it is actually of of all the things that you see on state legislature websites, mm -hmm. this is probably one of the most straightforward engagements. Um, it's name, address, uh, email, phone. Do you represent any group, organization, or entity? And then your position. Um, wow. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> and then at, <laughs> at the bottom here, there's testimony. So you have, uh, you know, oral testimony, written statement filed, or record of appearance only. Most people, if you're not going to be attending, um, mm -hmm. you're just you're filing a record of appearance only. Uh, right. So it, it's uh, not, yeah, it's not not too hard. Uh, if you really do want to write something, then you can write something, but. Uh, you got to follow up and, and email that. So, right. 
that's, awesome. so that's that. That's not up on the site yet, but I will have that out tomorrow. Um, so Excellent. Illinois Tobacco 21, fill out a witness slip and uh, we can oppose this thing. Excellent. Busy, you've been busy, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been an incredible week. <laughs> yeah, yes. So it's just been crazy. Um, thank you for everything you do for us, Alex. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you're, you're at the, the head of the pack, so to speak now, leading us on into the future. I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm, I'm also happy. I guess I kind of failed to mention that, that Julie, Julie Wester, uh, the former executive director is, is mm -hmm. still on our board and, yes. and is, uh, has graciously accepted to, to stick around. Yes. Um, but uh, I'm happy to still have Julie in our ranks and happy yeah. to give her some relief. Um, she's yeah. been doing a stellar job for the past few years and uh, uh, excited for her to take on the role as, as national policy director. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 20, 2017 is gonna be a wild ride. Yeah, it is. But we have capable people at the helm and uh, we're still fighting. So that's yep. the best part. That's the best part. Um, so thank you for everything you do for us, Alex. And I'm, I'm super, I'm super excited to be on the board with you. Thank you. And thank you. And uh, for everyone listening, we will see you Friday <laughs> with another update. And thanks for listening. Also, you can get Kasa's podcast updates at kasa.org. You can get them at SoundCloud. You can also get them on iTunes. So there's no reason not to know what's going on with Kasa. We want you to know. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.